0: Welcome to Get the Word Out, where we seek to destroy ignorance by having honest discussions that lead to wisdom. This is episode five: The Importance of a Spiritual Family. I am Joshua Berkheimer, joined along here with my lovely wife, Megan, and.
1: Uh, you sound extra crisp and clear tonight, honey. Oh, I thank you. <laughs> uh,
0: we uh, we were blessed with uh, a new microphone, so uh, we want to thank the the person who. Uh, gave this to us. We really appreciate it. If we sound better, that's why. If we sound worse, it's because we haven't figured out how to use it yet.
1: Yeah, and what we used to do was set Josh's phone on top of a box of tissues and just lean in real (laughs) close. (laughs) Uh, But um, by the way, I just want to remind everyone that when we say um, our goal here to destroy ignorance by having honest discussions that lead to wisdom, um, we truly believe that knowledge is sounds cliche but knowledge is power and god cannot bless ignorance like he just can't so you need to keep learning keep listening stay in the word and all that stuff
0: very good yes (laughs) Uh, we we really appreciate uh you guys taking the time to uh to listen to us today uh like i said we're going to talk about the importance of a spiritual family and uh so what exactly does that mean
1: what is a spiritual family Uh, is
0: it the the people you go to church with is it your top five closest friends or maybe your top eight not including MySpace tom top 20 Uh, top 50 the the pastors you listen (laughs) to on on tv or is it your physical family
1: well it could really be any of those um but it's really your brothers and sisters in christ who lift you up who encourage you who build you up and who pray for you as you walk in your faith together. It doesn't necessarily have to be people that you go to church with or people in your family or, you know, just the people that you hang out with. It, mm-hmm. It's um, people that that want to see you thrive yeah, in they, your they faith. Yeah,
0: they cheer you on to victory. They yeah. don't uh, drag you down or give you excuses to... Uh,
1: not go to church. Not go to church. These are these are not people that suck the life out of you. These are people that when you're around them, you feel built up. You feel passionate. You feel like you're on fire for God. These are the people that, um, that intercede for you. These are the people that pray for you. And so it's really important that you have a spiritual family.
0: Yeah, and not only do they lift you up and encourage you, but they also... Uh, will love you by correcting you when they see you uh, sinning or straying uh, from your faith. Because loving someone doesn't always mean doing what the other person wants you to do, or doesn't. Uh, you're not giving in to that person. or uh, It's just like raising kids. You know, you love your kids, so you're not going to... So you want to see them do to, the right thing. Exactly. You're not going to give in to every one of actually, your kids' wishes.
1: Yeah, I actually just read something about that today. I think it was in proverbs it said something like it is stupid to hate correction <laughs> like it just said it just said it just like that
0: <laughs> that's I don't think not that even megan's translation don't that don't is exactly that was the what king it said james version though. no
1: it wasn't the king james version but that is what it said it is stupid <laughs> to hate correction
0: uh and a spiritual family is they're, they're people who you share a fundamental commonality with you're all believers you're all striving to uh, for the same thing, the same you're, goal. Yeah,
1: you're going in the same direction. Yeah. Ultimately. Okay, so can it be your physical family? I would say, yeah, it can be. It should be, maybe. I mean, like, I can't imagine being married to you and us not going in the same direction. You know what I mean? <laughs> it probably wouldn't like, be good for marriage. It wouldn't be good for our marriage. We are, we have been growing in our faith together, and it's good. It's helpful because we build each other up. Actually, um, if one of us is down, we can't fall further than the other one, right? Because the other one's there to catch you. Mm-hmm. That's what your spiritual family should do. So let's talk about um, Jesus' spiritual family. Uh, Matthew twelve forty six to 50. It says, as Jesus was speaking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside asking to speak to him. Someone told Jesus, your mother and your brothers are outside and they want to speak to you. And Jesus said, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? And then he pointed to his disciples and said, look, these are my mother and my brothers. Anyone who does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. So he's saying these people that I'm with right now, like his disciples, his spiritual family, he's not excluding his mother and his brothers, by the way. I don't think that's what's going on at all. He's not saying, oh, they're not important right now. No, like he—he he was the best example. He honored his mother. He honored his mother and his father. Um, but he's saying these—this is my family right here. Like we're—he's saying we're all, if we're believers, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Like we are one as a body of Christ, mm-hmm. and Christ is ultimately the head. Um, so let's talk about like what we should be doing yeah, in our in spiritual family in
0: Hebrews chapter ten. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So we want to meet together. We don't want to neglect. Yeah, um, you don't
1: want people around you that are giving you excuses to not go to church and to not go to your your life group or... Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so as the verse, if you break down the verse a little bit, as it says, uh, we want to stir up one another to love and to good works, and to not neglect meeting together, and to encourage one another, and uh, do this all the more as you see the day drawing near. The yeah. Day because the our Christ time return. is
1: our time is actually limited here. Like there's, Christ is coming back soon. Like all the prophecies have been fulfilled, and it could happen really any minute. So. God is just, he's given us time because he doesn't want, he doesn't want to see anyone go to hell, right? All right. So why do we need a spiritual family? Why do we need this? Why can't we just, you know, read our Bible, worship? We can even go to church. Why can't we just like do this by ourselves and leave <laughs> other people out? I mean, because not everyone likes people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it we do, we need our spiritual family around us. And you might not want a bunch of spiritual people around you, but you might need it. It might be good for you. Mm -hmm. It's a lot harder for the enemy to come at you when you have an army of people around you that are fighting for you, that are beside you, and that are reminding you who you are in Christ. The Bible says a man who falls alone is in real trouble. And that, that is what the enemy wants. And that is how he's going to get you. He wants to isolate you. He wants you to stay alone. He wants you to stay out of church. He doesn't want you connected. He doesn't want you in a life group because if he can get you alone, then he can get inside your mind and start saying, what do you, you don't need that stuff for. Look at all those people in church. They're hypocrites. Anyways, those are lies from the enemy. Even if there are hypocrites in church, who cares? Go to church anyways. It's better than not going to church.
0: Yeah, in Ecclesiastes, um, I feel like this passage here is is read at weddings a lot of times. But uh, Ecclesiastes 4, uh, verse 9, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Maybe verse 11 doesn't really pertain to this too much. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, it does uh, And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A three-fourth cold is not quickly broken.
1: Yeah, so it's saying a man by himself, yeah, he might he might be okay um, when things come up against him. It says, if two lie together, they keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? When I read that in this context, it, to me, it means... Okay, so you've got the fire of God. That's great. It's going to go out if you don't have people around you Hmm. who are the same, who are also on fire for God. Like even today I was hanging out with someone and like we were both kind of coming together from a place of, you know, discouragement and disappointment and that kind of stuff. But when we're together, it's like, man, what are we talking about? We're on fire for God. And we kind of like we build each other up. Actually, that leads into our next verse. Um, Proverbs twenty-seven, seventeen: Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. You need an iron sharpens iron friend. That's the person that's gonna look at you and say something's going on with you. Like, what's wrong? And it's they're gonna they're gonna pull you up out of whatever dump you feel like you're yeah. in. If you're down in the dumps, you know, like you need you need your iron sharpens iron friend. And you maybe you have more than one. That's awesome. But I don't know. What I would do without my iron sharpens iron friend. Um, So I just wanted to give you guys a quick testimony about me. Um, After I had Sela, our daughter, I went into this crazy downward spiral of postpartum depression, and I like really had trouble with the house. I had trouble taking care of the kids. Um, It was just it was really bad. I didn't want to go to church. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to see anyone. And I was just really struggling with postpartum depression. And so um, my Iron Sharpens Iron friend came over and she knew that something was wrong. And um, she just kind of looked at me and she she called me up and said, I want you to come over to my house with the kids and I'm gonna run through your house. I'll clean everything, do everything, laundry dishes, all that kind of stuff. And she said, get out of your house, I'm coming in. And so, I had to, I had to obey, (laughs) I had to do what she said. So I did, I packed up the kids and I went over to her house and I hung out for a while. And she ran through my house and she did everything. Like she even kind of rearranged a little bit, made things look nice. Like when you are, when you are depressed, like you just, you just don't care. You know, you just let your house go. And, um, so she came through my house and whenever I came back. It was like, it was so nice, and the floors were still a little bit wet from her mopping. The dishes were done, the laundry was all clean and folded, and everything, all the beds were made. And I am telling you that I know that while she was here, first of all, I know that she had her earbuds in and she was blasting some worship music. I know that she was praying for me as she was cleaning my house, because when I walked in, I felt it lift up off of me. Like that burden mm. of depression was like, it was gone. And that's what your, those are things that your spiritual family does for you.
0: Yeah, if you take that situation and say you have a good friend who does the same thing, comes in here, cleans up or, you know, whatever, uh, that's all well and good. But the praying aspect of it is really, I think, what what you felt when you came back in really like i mean she was worshiping praying as mm-hmm. she was as she was in the home and you know god manifests himself
1: in that atmosphere
0: yeah and yeah. so that aspect of it i think is you know is is important
1: yeah that's why you need your spiritual family okay so i wanted to um think of a story in the bible about uh, a threefold chord. it said what was it ecclesiastes a threefold cord is not quickly broken so it talks about one man might prevail against one who is alone two will withstand him a threefold cord is not quickly broken and when I saw that I thought of Shadrach Meshach and Abednego which is a pretty popular bible story that um, you're probably familiar with but when I thought of the threefold cord I thought of them so if you don't know the story King Nebuchadnezzar built this gold statue, and he wanted everyone to worship. This guy was, like, extreme. He went from one extreme to the other. He built this gold statue. He said, anyone who doesn't worship the statue is going to be thrown into the blazing furnace. So, you die. And um, somebody told on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they said, your majesty, they refuse to serve your gods and do not worship the gold statue you have set up. So, he flew into a rage, and he ordered that they be brought before him. And he said to them, um, he said, I'm going to give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue that I've made when you hear the sound of the instruments. But if you refuse, you're going to be thrown into the furnace. And then what God will be able to rescue you from my power? He was a little bit full of himself. So um, Daniel 3 verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. And I can't help but wonder what it would have been like if it was just Shadrach or if it was just Shadrach and Meshach, you know? Like, if it was just one person up against that king, when he gave him that one more chance, he could have said, like, okay, well, maybe I'll bow down, but I won't really worship the statue in my heart. Like, he could have come up with a bunch of excuses in his head. And like we said earlier, when the enemy isolates you and gets you alone, that stuff can run through your mind, and you don't have people around you that say, no, like, what? Get your head in the game. Where's your head at? We're grounded in our faith. We know who we serve. We serve a living God. We don't serve a statue, a gold statue who doesn't respond. We serve a living God who answers our prayers. He's more powerful than King Nebuchadnezzar, and he has the power to save us. And they even said, like, even if he doesn't save us, we're still we're not going to bow down to your statue. Like, they were really grounded in their faith. They lifted each other up. They were a threefold cord who could not be broken. They were so strong that they were willing to die for their faith. So, um, yeah, that's 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 what that verse means, a threefold cord. I mean, that's your spiritual family. They're not going to let the enemy get into your head and give you all kinds of excuses or anything. The, I mean, you need those people around you that are going to encourage you and lift you up because stuff like that does happen. Like when things come around and you're tempted, oh, I don't want to go to church and these people, blah, blah, blah you're going to be tempted to like maybe walk away from church or walk away from your life group that you got connected in mm-hmm. or or just go off and start doing your own thing. That's dangerous. This is These are reasons why you need your spiritual family around you.
0: Yeah, and the, a spiritual family doesn't necessarily have to be people who attend the same church as you or who you go to church with or a small group with. Um, they can be, you know, fellow believers in the workplace as well. You're talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I think this is the second time I've res- referenced Veggie Tales in five episodes of this. <laughs> we watch but, a lot of
1: Veggie Tales. <laughs> um,
0: but the Veggie Tales version of that, Rack and Benny, they all work in the chocolate factory together, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, at uh, at at the place where I work, we are fortunate enough to be able to have like a a Bible study that we have um, and a prayer group, you know. Um, and I don't go to church with all of those people, you know, but I know that I can go to them for, for prayer or, you know, to talk about, um, you know, get advice, things like that. Uh, so it doesn't necessarily have to be someone who you attend church with. Right.
1: Yeah. And, um, that's just another example. You said you guys don't all go to the same church. I don't even think you go to church with any of them, but uh, that's just another example of us being united As one body of Christ. Like, Christ is the head, and it doesn't really matter what church you go to. Go to a a Bible preaching and a a church that preaches the Holy Ghost. Like, find a good church to go to. Okay, so um, when we talk about spiritual families, you might think of, think of like your top. Five people that you hang out with the most, and we want to talk about maybe severing some destructive relationships because you might have some people that you're really close to now and that you hang out with that aren't really good for you, and you know they aren't good for you, and but um, you keep
0: making excuses and hanging out with them anyway. Yeah,
1: so you need to th- kind of reevaluate your uh, close relationships like, who are you giving your time to, and also who are you investing in? You need to think about. Who pulls you to God and who pulls you away from God? Yeah, right.
0: Proverbs thirteen twenty says, "Walk with the wise and become wise; associate with fools and get in trouble." So, does this mean uh, we need to cut off or abandon some of our so-called friends?
1: Um, sometimes, yeah. If they're fools, the Bible says, "Associate <laughs> with fools and get into trouble." You need to seek out wise people that are going to lead you in the right direction. But um, so let's say that if people are having a strong influence on you and pulling you away from God, then those might be relationships that you need to evaluate and you might even just need to just cut off completely. But if you're the one that's doing the influencing and you're kind of like kind of pulling these people along with you and sharing your faith with them you don't give up on them. Even if you keep on sharing with them and keep on loving on them, if they're struggling, don't give up on them just because you can't fix them. You can lead them and pray for them. But if someone's causing you to sin or if someone, you hang out with them and it's like they treat you as a spiritual dumpster, then you need to really guard your heart and decide, how much time do I want to really invest in this relationship? Mm -hmm. You might need to guard your heart and say, okay, I need to pull back a little bit and stop hanging out with them so much because they're really taking advantage of me and they're just kind of dumping all their problems on me. And then it's just on me. It's like a a, a weight. And then when they leave, you're like, oh, man, I need a spiritual shower or something. I heard Zach say that one time. (laughs) Um, so reevaluate your relationships. So I've always heard that you need to be leading someone, be walking alongside someone, and then be pouring into someone or ministering to someone or kind of like pulling them along. And um, like we said early, the body of Christ, everyone is different. So it it doesn't mean you need to like seek out people. <laughs> That they're exactly like, like yeah. your spiritual family, they don't need all need to be the same people.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. First Corinthians 12 talks about, like you just said, how each member of the body is different. Uh, so each member of your spiritual family is going to be different. And we all are going to help each other function more, uh, more effectively. Right. We're all um, aiming towards the same goal. We are one body with many members.
1: Yeah, what's that verse about if the eye said, why am I not an ear? Or the ear said, why am I not the mouth?
0: Yeah, it's, I, I think it's in 1 Corinthians okay. 12.
1: All right. So let's do 1 Corinthians
0: 15.33. Yeah, 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals.
1: Yeah, so think about who your company is and think about um, what they're doing. And also maybe think about like how you feel after they leave, like if you hang out for a while, how are you feeling after you leave? Are you feeling like built up and encouraged or are you feeling like, eh, they gave you enough excuses <laughs> to kind of step back a little bit. God's never going to have you s- step back. He's always going to keep leading you forward. So if you have people in your life that are pulling you back and say, eh, I don't know about this church thing. I don't know about you doing this stuff. I mean, reevaluate that. Yeah. Okay. So... We know about spiritual families. Let's say you don't have one. So you might be saying, okay, this sounds great. How do I get one? How do I even develop a spiritual family? First of all, you need to find a church. A good one. A good one. Second of all, you need to go to it every Sunday.
0: It doesn't help if you just find it. That's yes. That's like, I know where the gym is, but I don't really go <laughs> to it. so. Yeah, it that's a good example.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Find a church and then go to it every Sunday. Church is too important to miss. Don't even, don't make excuses. Don't even make excuses for family. Like, oh, we have a family thing on Sunday. Go to church because guess what? God has something for you every single Sunday. Sunday's my day to sleep in though. Sunday's my day to sleep in. Sunday's my day to do this. No, it is the day that we go to church and we meet together. The Bible says, what's that verse we read? Do not neglect meeting together. That means go, meet together, go to church. Okay, next. How do I develop a spiritual family? Once you're in your church, get connected and find uh, like a life group or a small group or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever they call it. Yeah. What do they call it in our church? Life groups? I
0: don't yes. know. Find a life <laughs> yes, group. Life groups.
1: Our church has a whole bunch of them. We have a men's group. We have a women's group. We have a young marrieds group. We have groups that just focus on certain subjects. We have a we have young adults. women's group, young young adults group, um, the teens.
0: Yeah, if 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 you found a good church, more than likely they're going to have different groups, different small groups that uh, you know appeal to you or have um, people who are in a similar phase of life as you are. Uh, smaller churches may not have as many to choose from and that doesn't mean it's a bad church but uh,
1: work with it i mean find some people around you that you can say hey why don't we meet at my house and we'll kind of like we'll read some scripture we'll have some discussion
0: create your own small group
1: yeah i mean we'll just we'll pray together and that could be your small group that could be it that actually sounds really nice okay so when you um go to church you need to seek out I think you need to seek out like strong believers and seek out people that you want to be like. Sometimes when I'm like kind of evaluating, re- reevaluating relationships, I'm thinking about, okay, is this someone that I want to be like? Is this someone that drags me down? Is this someone that um, uses me as a spiritual dumpster? Like think about that kind of stuff and seek out people that you want to be like. So look at your friends and look at what direction you guys are going in because you want to be um, in a spiritual family where you're all going in the same direction and you're seeking out the same things and you're seeking out after God. So what we want for you guys is to grow in faith throughout the week too. You can, and if you don't have a small group or whatever, like, you still need to do something throughout the week. It's not just go to church on Sunday, come home, and then whatever. Just leave it at that. Yeah. Like allow church to change you and don't don't make excuses for yourself like we said the enemy is going to try and get in your head when you're isolated he's going to say you don't need to go to church there's a bunch of hypocrites there those people don't really care about you anyways it's not going to do anything for you you're better off by yourself those are lies those are lies from the enemy and even if there are a bunch of hypocrites in the church go to church anyways like show them what a real christian looks like i don't think it's a good idea to to go in there and start casting stones i mean the bible says what's it say about the plank?" It says, don't worry about the speck in your friend's eye. Yeah. You've got a plank in your own eye. You know? Church is a place for the broken anyways. I mean, it's a place where people go to... The,
0: the, the, um, the he- healthy people don't need a doctor. The sick people... Right.
1: It's open. like a hospital. It's like a spiritual hospital. Like, people, people go. Like, people need God. People need a, a Lord over their life. People need healed... People need friends. They need people that are going to lift them up and build them up and encourage them. Church is a place uh, for everybody. Church is a place where you should be growing spiritually. Yeah. And if there's broken people in that church, guess what? There they're are, in the, they're there in the right place. In the <laughs> there are broken people in the church. There are broken people in the church. And guess what? They're in the right place. Yeah. So um, even with that, you should still be doing something throughout the week, like listening to different podcasts or like different- Like
0: get the word out with joshua and megan
1: (laughs) yeah or other different pastors (laughs) i mean i feel like every pastor has a something online that you can listen to yeah there's different preachers on tv or youtube that you can listen to and if you're still feeling like kind of alone in this then i would encourage you to pray and ask god where you fit in or ask him for a strong spiritual family because like we said before we are one body of Christ as believers we are a body of Christ we operate kind of in different ways but ultimately who is the head the head is Christ and yeah. you might be an eye you might be an ear you might be a hand or whatever but we all, we're all different and we all do our own thing like you have a job in the kingdom you might not know what it is but that's why we need to pray about God's call on your life but you you have a job well said thank you
0: <laughs> uh, so so thank you for joining us today for this edition of get the word out on the importance of a spiritual family we really do appreciate you guys we appreciate you taking the time to listen today yeah
1: we've had a lot of good feedback i think on our on our podcast so far so we really really do appreciate you guys listening
0: yeah and be, thank
1: you for the good feedback
0: yeah uh, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode And uh, as far as feedback goes, we would love to have you send your thoughts, questions, topic ideas, anything you want to get to us. Prayer requests. Prayer requests. You can reach us at podcast at getthewordout.today. Again, we thank you and uh, have a great day.